0: what's up everyone welcome to the podcast i'm your host isaiah copan this is lift and learn episode 13. in this episode there's two questions i'll be covering The first question is from a young guy who's going to start lifting, and he wants to know if he should bulk or cut at first. In the second question, I go over a few things you can do in between sets. Should you just sit around on your phone and wait for your next set? Spoiler alert, no, you shouldn't. Before that though, I'll talk a bit about what I've been up to lately, and that might include fitness-related topics, and it might not. If you want to follow me, your host, on Instagram, it's isaiah.copon. And you can also check out my website, isaiahcopon.com. The podcast is on Instagram, at Lift and Learn Podcast, and also on Facebook. You can just search Lift and Learn Podcast. With that being said, let's get into the episode. So this week was yet another deadlift PR week for me. So, I hit 385 earlier this week and then got in a 395 deadlift yesterday. So, I should be playing around with four plates next week. Form has looked pretty good and my body feels good too, so finally, I'll be pulling some weight on the bar starting next week. At least, four plates looks a little bit respectable. Although I have been using straps for anything heavier than 350, So I got to work on my strapless deadlift. My grip starts to give out around that mark. So I still have to be sure to incorporate deadlift training without the straps, at least for some sets. So before I dive into the fitness topics for the day, I'll tell you a bit more about my week. So I ended up getting my order of Hot Ones sauce this week. And if you're unfamiliar with Hot Ones, you can find videos with the sauces on the First We Feast YouTube channel, that's hosted by Sean Evans, and he interviews celebrities of all kinds and they eat chicken wings with these hot sauces on them. There's 10 in total on the show, and each wing gets hotter and hotter with hotter hot sauces on them, and he asks them interesting questions. While well, I've been watching the videos on their channel for a while now, so go and look up Gordon Ramsay's Hot Ones videos or the episode if you want to see exactly what I'm talking about. That video, honestly, it has to be in my top 5 YouTube videos of all time. It's so funny. Anyways, I ended up grabbing 5 hot sauces from them. So I got so excited when they came in that I went to the grocery store, basically the next day, and I picked up some chicken wings. So when I got home, I marinated them for a bit, then I baked them so I could try the hot sauces. To make a long story short, the sauces were pretty good. And obviously pretty spicy as well. My favorite would have to be the classic one along with the Los Calientes. Which is the red one since they weren't extremely spicy. But of course I had to also grab the last dab. Which is the sauce they use last on the show because it's over a million Scoville or something like that. And that's like the spice rating. So I had that on one of my wings and honestly I don't even know what happened to me after that. My eyes started tearing up, every breath I took just got hotter and hotter and my lips were red. Yeah, it was definitely the spiciest thing I've had for a long time, but I survived. But I barely survived. I ended up waking up the next morning about 9 hours later at around 3am and then proceeded to spend the next half hour on the toilet. And I'm sorry if that's too much information. Yeah, that definitely did not sit well in my stomach then when I got to the gym at 7am, again, had to spend a few more minutes in the washroom. But after all that was over, I ended up surprisingly having a good workout and hitting my aforementioned deadlift PR, thankfully. So before I dive into topic number one, we'll dive a bit further into my deadlift training. So at this gym I've been working out, they actually have such a wide range of equipment I'm not used to regularly seeing. Last week I mentioned that I played around with these gymnastic rings they had, and I also saw that they have a rogue safety squat bar. And if you don't know what that is then you can google it, but it's basically a squat bar with handles. I don't really know how else to explain what that looks like. It's pretty cool and I actually ended up doing a lighter session of squats with those, since it's my first time even attempting that or even seeing one in person. It felt a little bit different, but it's basically the same thing as squatting with this normal barbell. And last thing I wanted to mention is that I also did some trap bar deadlifts today. And this variation specifically translates a little bit more to athletic activities. So I'll be throwing that into a few of my sessions as well, along with the typical sumo deadlift that I've been doing. I managed to get in a session with 335 pounds with the trap bar and it didn't feel too heavy. So that should help me build an overall good foundation. Question one. I'm a young guy starting to lift. Should I bulk or cut? For most people, the answer to this question is going to be the bulk, since this is a young guy we're talking about. Now this depends on what you look like right now, of course, but unless you're overweight, then you should probably be doing a bulk which is where you should be eating slightly above calorie maintenance. You haven't even fully grown yet, so it'll probably be a good idea to give your body as much food as it needs properly while it's still growing and shaping into your adult self. Now, I actually know who this question is from, and it's from a son of a client I'm training right now. So this guy is still in high school, so he's pretty young. He's 16 years old right now about 130 pounds and a bit under six feet tall. So just judging on those dimensions alone, he should definitely be bulking in order to maximize strength gains and muscle growth. Now some of these rules may apply to you even if you're not a young guy. These same guidelines may be of use to you if you're just starting to lift in general and that's why I wanted to talk about it today. First things first, make sure that you're tracking your food at least for the first month because that's when you'll start to learn the macronutrients of certain staple foods that you'll eat almost every day. This is important because you need to be eating an adequate protein intake, which is going to be right around 130 grams of protein for this 130-pound individual. To maximize muscle growth, you should be eating your weight in pounds in grams of protein. So since we're currently talking about this 130-pound individual, getting in 130 grams of protein would be ideal. This is going to generally be the case, regardless of how much you weigh. This protein number is actually pretty debatable for someone growing and on a bulk, you could probably get away with eating as little as hundred grams in this case. But like I said, if you want to maximize the amount of gains that you'll make, then being on the higher end makes sense. Now you don't really have to track, but if you're serious, then you should at least track at first to make sure you're not eating only 30 to 50 grams of protein a day because that'll likely hinder your progress and you won't be building as much muscle as you could. Next up, you need to consume more calories than you're burning daily and tracking will help you figure that out, especially if you're an individual involved in multiple sports teams or someone who's very active throughout the day. Gaining a pound a week or maybe even two pounds weekly for a bit, if you're young, is a great start and you should see that your strength will increase pretty quickly if you're new to lifting, doing things properly, and focusing on doing the big compound movements. That's squats, deadlifts, bench press, and you can even toss in OHP, which is overhead press. You could toss that in there if you're already comfortable with the first three movements, especially if it's applicable to your sport. So you need to be tracking your food in order to consume more calories than you're burning daily. And you're not going to have to eat that many more calories than you're burning. It could be just a 50 calorie more than your maintenance or up to 300 calories more. It's not going to take a huge calorie jump for you to gain muscle and lean body mass. So getting back on track, this kind of relates to what's happening right now actually. Most of these same rules apply if you're about to go back into the gym after the pandemic. Unless you gained over 20 pounds over the past six to nine months, then you should probably eat in a little bit of a caloric surplus if you're going back into the gym. Obviously, reevaluate your food and make sure you're making healthy choices, but being in a surplus would be good at this time because you're going to be doing those big compound movements again. And it'll stimulate some new growth or muscle fibers that you have not hit during the quarantine with your weights at home. If you start off at around 60-70% to of whatever weights you were hitting before, you should be getting stronger every week for a few weeks because of all the time off. Whatever foundation you had before the break will come back pretty quickly if you're doing everything right and scaling your weights accordingly because of muscle memory. You already spent your time making that muscle, so when you start working out again and stressing your body again, it won't take much time at all to get back to where you were before, and it could actually be a huge benefit for you if you spend your time in quarantine wisely. It's easier to regain the muscle you already had than it is to create new muscle. This is actually exactly what happened to some of my own clients. I had this client who got his bench press up to 135 pounds right before the gym shut down in March. And that took him over a year to get to. So in March, the gym shut down, and then they opened them again in August. After 5 months off, my client got back into the gym, and we took it easy at first, starting to bench just 95 pounds. So it took us, I believe, just 6 weeks to get back to that 135 pound bench press again. So it just shows you how much muscle memory actually plays a part in all this and it can get you back to that old strength pretty quickly as long as your programming and diet is on point. So if you're a young guy, you should be working on perfecting form because that alone should be a main focus if you're just starting to lift. This is also true if you're going to get back into it and the gyms are opening up in your area. Looking back, I wish I could tell myself some of these things to be honest. When I first started out, I was just focused on catching up to my gym partners. Because when I first started college to study health and fitness, I wasn't even lifting weights at the time. But when I finally got the courage to ask one of my clients, or sorry, if I could ask one of my classmates if I could train with him, my focus at the time was just to catch up to him strength-wise. At the time, I found it embarrassing to be lifting weights that were so light I just felt bad because he had to remove all of his weight in order to accommodate me in the workout. Looking back at it, I did end up kind of getting my strength up there and keeping up with him, but I noticed that my form ended up getting compromised because I was so focused on increasing my strength numbers. So that ended up meaning I was rushing through exercises or even half-repping on some exercises. So doing all of that, I ended up having to step back from my training years later to take a good hard look at my form and make sure that I was, again, doing my exercises and performing the movements properly. So that's why form needs to be a main focus, because if it isn't, then you'll eventually have to take time out of your training to make it proper again. So you might as well perfect it from the beginning before adding weight to the bar. Try not to worry about the weights other people around you are lifting. And I know that's going to be a hard one to take in because if you're young, then there's a lot of ego involved. But as you grow up and mature, you realize that you just need to be competing with yourself. And that means sticking to that baseline of good form and tempo throughout all movements. It's something that you may have to learn from experience, not just from me on this podcast. And I hope you can't hear this background noise that's going on outside. So I'm sorry if you can hear that. Anyways, getting back on track, what does a newbie need to do? Like I said, go on a proper bulk and don't buy into the supplement hype. The most important supplements, if you're going to take any, would be a proper protein powder along with creatine. If you're not too young, if you need multis and fish oil, go ahead. Those ones are also great to use as well. Other than that though, those mass gainers, they're a waste of money. If you do find yourself needing to eat or drink more calories, then it would be a good idea to just make your own high carb shake. That should include good, higher quality carbs from fruits and healthier fats from avocados, nuts, and maybe even put some chia seeds in there or peanut butter would be great too. The mass gainers, they technically, they can work, but whatever they put in there are just carbs that are mostly sugar. And you don't know the exact sources of what they put in the powder. So overall, it's going to be a better idea to just make your own mass gainer shakes and just eat your foods and calories in the first place. Of course, junk food should be limited, but when you're younger, it's probably going to be a staple in your diet, honestly. It'll be best to cut it out completely, but realistically, just try to limit the amount of junk food you're currently eating. Any kind of reduction will be an improvement, and that should reflect on your progress, and especially your muscle growth and the quality of weight you're putting on. So if you're a young person starting to lift, you should be bulking. That doesn't mean bulk forever though. If you do start to tip the scale and can't even see your toes anymore, then you should probably reevaluate. And maybe at that point, go through a cut phase. When you start off though, you should be bulking to ensure that you're getting more nutrients into your body so that you have energy that'll be needed for your workouts. Pair a good diet with a good training routine where you're focused on compound movements and you'll be doing a great job as long as you're consistent. And lastly, sleep well at night. Try not to stay up every night running Fortnite or whatever and you'll be putting yourself in a pretty good position to live a healthier and strong life. Question two, what to do in between sets at the gym? Here's one if you've been thinking about training or you're already lifting weights and resistance training. So when you're working out and you finish your set, usually you'll have a time where you're literally just doing nothing. Regardless if you're doing a HIIT session or not, there's going to be some amount of downtime during your workouts. That means in between sets, you're resting anywhere between 30 seconds or maybe even up to three to five minutes if you're doing a powerlifting routine. Well, if you're new to working out and don't have much experience, then literally just resting and catching your breath for 30 seconds or up to three minutes is going to be the best idea. If you're new, the workout itself is what's going to make you improve and grow and progress in the gym. Just because you have enough energy to hit another exercise in between sets doesn't mean that you should. You should be using that rest time to, well, rest. Let your heart rate come down a little bit, take some deep breaths, and if your programming is written out well, then you'll be seeing progress over the few weeks of consistency. If you're new, you don't need to do much in between sets. If you're advanced though, you can implement a few things which may work for you. So besides resting for whatever amount of time, what else should you do in between sets? There's been research that actually suggests that some light to mild stretching in between sets is a good idea. And that's because it forces more blood and therefore growth for the muscles. Now when I say stretching, it's probably not the best idea to hold static stretches for a long period of time if that's what you decide to do. For me personally, I think dynamic stretches are the way to go. That means if you're doing upper body movements, I feel like a good thing to do in between sets would be light movements like arm swings and maybe something like arm circles. That should keep your body loose as opposed to just sitting on the bench waiting for the next set. The dynamic stretches will keep your body warm and you won't stiffen up after a heavy set of bench press or pull-ups. If you're advanced with, I want to say, over 5 to 10 years of training experience, then you can even flex your muscles in between sets. I've seen the hardcore bodybuilders do this one, but I'm not exactly sure if there's any data to support this. But something you can try if you're advanced is to flex the specific muscle in between sets. So if you're doing something like cable flies for your chest, then in between sets, you'd flex your chest just to push more blood in there, or stress that muscle even more. And that could also give you an even better mind to muscle connection. Like I said, I'm not sure if there's any real data out there that supports this, or anything that says that this will grow your muscles more than the actual workout, but it could be something you could do in between sets if you're an advanced lifter. At the very least, you should remain focused on the workout in between sets. If you're serious about getting the most out of your workouts, try not to spend your time in-between sets on Instagram or replying to texts, unless it's very important. It's a good idea to just focus on the workout at hand. Outside distractions could be hindering progress. Remember that your workout is the time to better yourself, so it would be a good idea to focus 100% on what you're doing, especially if you're doing heavy sets or if you're working with weight over 80% of your one rep max, because you don't wanna get injured or have your mind wandering elsewhere mid lift. If you lose that focus, that could be the difference between a mediocre workout and a workout where you're progressing. Remember that your workout is only one to two hours of your day, so when you're in there trying to improve yourself, it only makes sense to have your laser focus on that during that time. So what do I do specifically? I track my workout. I don't know why that happened. Sorry, so what do I do specifically? I track my workout in between sets with my watch or my phone, do a little walk around in between sets to keep my heart rate up a little bit, and do those dynamic stretches I mentioned earlier, like arm swings. If you're new, you can just relax and take deep breaths in between the set. Once you get more experienced, you can do things like dynamic stretching. So for me on upper body days, I'll do cross body arm swings, not rigorous at all. A little bit of static stretching has been shown to contribute a tiny bit to muscle growth actually, probably due to the fact that it'll cause your muscle to tear a little bit further, which will in turn recover and repair stronger than before. Something not to do is go on your phone and get distracted by other stuff, especially social media. Unless you're posting a swole feed, then I guess that'll be alright. <laughs> I think especially if you're only going to the gym for an hour of the day and the rest of the time you're glued onto your phone, then you can make a little bit of a sacrifice and do yourself a favor and focus 100% on the task at hand. And that concludes episode 13 of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you really enjoyed the episode or my podcast as a whole, then please leave a review and comment on iTunes or whatever your choice of podcast platform is. Also, if you haven't already, you should hit that subscribe button because I'll be releasing episodes every Friday. If you want to follow me, your host, I'm Isaiah.Kopan on Instagram. And you can also check out my website, isaiahcopon.com. If you want to follow the podcast, you can check out at LiftedLearn Learn Podcast on Instagram. And there's also a Facebook page if you just search Lift and Learn Podcast. Again, thanks for listening and be sure to tune in next week with another episode where I'll be talking about why we, as a species, need to eat more plant-based meals and how not to lose all your gains during the upcoming holiday season.